who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, IGN's weekly Xbox show. It is August 16th, 2022. The year is flying by. Episode 557, if I've got my count correct, which I might not because I haven't been here for the last couple weeks. Thankfully, who has been here? Miranda Sanchez, Stella Chung. Good to see you both. Yeah, welcome back, and welcome back to the studio! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love these new motion graphics that appeared while I was gone. I guess I should just leave more often. I go on vacation and then illness. Please don't. Just yeah. do that and <laughs> then come don't. back and things get better. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, the vacation part's nice, the yes. sick after part's nice. Yeah, don't Miraculously do not COVID, but still Yay. very out of commission last week. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get started, a quick housekeeping note for everyone. Gamescom, IGN is the uh, week, the only media partner, the official media partner for this thing. It's coming up August 23rd to the 28th. That is next week already. Uh, X, uh, Xbox will be there. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the podcast. But we will absolutely be there. Stella, you'll be there yeah. specifically I'm of this visit trio. The Xbox booth, and it's going to be so fun. Yeah, I'm there's going to be a chaos. lot to play. <laughs> Chaos is encouraged. Chaos, <laughs> excellent. So August 23rd to the 28th, watch across any IGN platform, wherever you like to watch IGN. Go ahead and watch uh, our Gamescom coverage. That will include Jeff Keighley's opening night live. Uh, that's on August 23rd. IGN Live, we have a, our just regular live show where developers are going to come in, show off some games, talk about them. That's going to be running from August 24th to the 26th. We have the Awesome Indies Showcase on the 26th. The Gamescom Award Show on the 27th. The Cosplay Competition on August 28th. 
And I think that's everything because that's a lot. I'm going to be in the cosplay competition. That's so exciting. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. to host that one year and it's really fun really? to watch. Yeah, I hosted ah, it a few years oh ago. My God, that's so cool. Yeah. I heard you talking up your costume a little bit before we got recording. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for your costume. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So, as you have heard now, so much going on uh, next week at Gamescom. And we're finalizing our plans for this show. We, we might hold the podcast from Tuesday and do it uh, a little later in the week. Just keep an eye on Twitter. You follow us all on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure our names on Twitter are down below if you don't already follow <laughs> us. And you can keep updated that way. Okay, housekeeping aside, let's talk some Xbox. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. I wanted to start with a story that, like, okay, maybe this isn't the biggest story of the week, although it's kind of a quiet week. It's like the calm before the storm yeah, right. ahead of Gamescom. But I wanted to start here. So Weta Workshop who we all know is just these, they're, they're wizards of technical effects. Yes. They made their hay really with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think, not that they hadn't been in business before that and haven't, <laughs> and they've been in business since, but that's where they made their name. Uh, but they quietly in 2014 started a game development studio. I had no idea. I was like, wait, oh, that's really exciting. I was like, wait, this isn't new. This is old news. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, but it's kind of weird thinking 2014, just imagine where you were. And now think about where you are now because it's 2022. Well, so it's been a while. <laughs> Xbox was down in the dumps in yeah. 2014 and now they're not. Yeah, 2014. So it's been a long time. Yeah, I was like, I was getting out of college and I just started at IGN. So I'm like, oh, okay, oh that's maybe why. Well, I missed it. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's been like the entire, like my tenure so far. It's like, oh, what has been working on? Something cool. Uh, yeah, well, they're doing a, a new Lord of the Rings game in the Tolkien-verse, not based on the films, with, of course, uh, the J.R.R. Tolkien estate. And publishing it will be Private Division, which is Take-Two's indie label. They've published, what, Ali Ali World... Um, uh, they published Hades as well. Thank you. Okay. Um, and a few other ones. Yeah, so Actually, there's quite some good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. that, the Outer Worlds. Yes. That was the big one <laughs> yes. that was just slipping my <laughs> right. my mind. There's there's a lot more. They published something, another one that was really recent, but I don't I don't remember. I was looking at the site today, but yes. So Private Division saying we're thrilled to announce that we've partnered with Weta Workshop to publish a new game set in the literary Middle-earth universe of J.R.R. Tolkien. We look forward to sharing more about the project in the future. Now, the un as yet untitled game, which is said to be in early development, is on its way sometime in 2024. Already lies detected, because if they're early in development, I don't think we'll see it in 2024. <laughs> no, so based said, on how this year's been going. Exactly. And you said... They've been in, they've been you know building stuff since 2014. I'm like, oh man, they've working on this for so long. And I was like, wait a second, we literally just read in this story that it's an early development, so this is not what they've been working on. Maybe other things and projects leading up to this and like kind of internal stuff of working on, you know, just tools, concepts and tech, tools. exactly building a team. Yeah, there's like, a lot that goes into it. What's our workflow look like? You know, I mean, that actually takes time to establish. Sure. I mean, at this point. Uh, the initiative was founded, what? How long has that been now? And, they, you know, they're still pretty far away from from shipping their game. So it's, you know, these things these things take time, yeah. especially uh, nowadays. June 2018, so it's already been four wow. years okay, okay. since yeah, the initiative was It's three was years, founded. right? Nope, four. We four say this not years. to pick on them, oh only to reinforce the point. Right. These video games take time, <laughs> uh, especially AAA 
video games, which is what I hope this is. They don't explicitly call out, like, we're making a AAA thing, uh, which is what the initiative did when they founded their oh, studio, yeah. and we're waiting on that. But um, here, let's talk a little bit more about this. So uh, it's going to be outside, of course, the recent films and the upcoming Amazon TV show, more tied directly to the books, which actually I started rereading recently. Oh. Uh, I was trying to get a jump on... The Rings of Power, the, the oh. upcoming Amazon show. I made it through the Fellowship, and then I just fell off. I have not picked up oh, no. Two Towers, but that's okay. Um, they're still pretty ingrained into my into my brain. Their books are so good. I've only read The Hobbit, and I read that in, like, Same. fifth grade yeah. with yeah. this old, old copy of the book that is, like, a, tr <laughs> as like a piece of treasure because I got it from my math teacher, of all people. I hate math, but that is the one thing that I loved about math was that I got an old copy of The Hobbit. It was like really sad, but it's like, this is loved. And now I get to love it. It's a great book. as Because yes. I read it yeah. about, that was my first time too, was in okay. elementary school. Yeah. It's a, it's just fun. The Hobbit's fun. And oh, see, now, movie, <laughs> you're watching, now we're watching scenes from the movie on the video version of Unlocked. And it's like, all right, well, just uh, come back in three and a half hours and we're just going to watch the rest <laughs> yeah. of this. No. Uh, so Weta... Uh, again, founded in 2014, they say it's a privilege to create a new game set in Middle-earth, especially one that's so different from what fans have played previously. As fans ourselves, uh, that's that's Amy Wolken, by the way. Uh, that's just a coincidence that her last name rhymes with Tolkien. Wolken, <laughs> working with Tolkien. That's how, that's how it's going. I'm sure I'm the first person We're so glad to possibly have made that. Yeah, yes. welcome back. Happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> She says, as fans ourselves, we're excited for gamers to explore Middle-earth in a way they never have before and introduce new fans to the magic of The Lord of the Rings. And this is what I wanted to talk about for a few mm -hmm. minutes, because that, that quote about... Uh, now, I'm not, like, not taking her so literally as to say different from... You know, that's a, it's a pretty fluffy marketing quote. But, in all seriousness, the Tolkien-verse, if you will, is... It is kind of an untapped vein of awesome potential games. You've got this very fleshed out universe that, that Tolkien wrote. So thinking big, like, you know, we've had, there were, I guess, in elementary school, <laughs> Miranda, the, yeah, I don't do you know. remember the, the movie-based games for Xbox and PS2 that was, yeah, that, they were the like the si kind of side-scrolling, yeah, and they were, they were kind of just modern versions of, like, you know, old-school side-scrolling beat-em-up arcade games yeah but they were as you said they were very good they're, they're fun it's yeah. just like a fun i don't know i loved movie tie-in games so much that was like my thing as a kid i just love them and and they're fun they're just weird yeah. ways to re-experience stuff with like little easter eggs like, i love the harry potter games like those were all so much fun um but yeah there's definitely more to explore there as you're saying and i think we know bilbo and frodo's journey so well but it's like there's more to middle yeah. earth and the hobbits you know there was lord of the rings online which was an mmorpg in the <laughs> early mmo days that was like uh would that have been probably early 2000s I'm going off. This is oh, this wow. isn't even in my notes. I'm just now <laughs> riffing. I, I always wanted to play that game, but I never did. I don't know about you. Like, well, you play Genshin Impact all the time, so you're clearly not afraid of investing in a game. <laughs> oh yeah. I always <laughs> avoided MMORPGs because I didn't want them to take over my gaming life and yeah. dominate everything else. And so I never, I never like I played that much of EverQuest and World of Warcraft. So and I, I always wanted to spend more time. And yeah. Lord of the Rings Online was one of those games. MMOs are 
like Genshin's not an MMO. It's a different cup of tea, yeah. but it's very close it's to like the tea pot of MMO. Yeah, gotta, yeah. yeah, it's like this has a lot of events. There's a lot of story stuff. It's very like solo based. But with MMOs, when you jump into that, it's like, all right, now I have like a community of people that I'm responsible to. And we're planning this raid and we're doing all these things. And so I know you've had some involvement with, with MMOs and such as well too, right? Yeah, like Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. It is definitely a task. Also, you want to make sure that you keep playing because you have that subscription fee. So oh, yeah. Like, there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think an MMORPG though would be really cool in this universe. Like, especially if you can customize your character, which is why, yeah, when there was, um, um, you said, introduce new fans to the magic of the Lord of the Rings. So I was like, what better way than to let you customize your character and actually be in the world? Yeah. At least for me, that would be something that would really draw me in. I think we have some of the trailer from the old MMO on now, which is like, I don't know, just old game trailers. Like, this is... This is the yeah. old and, and as thing I recall, I that uh, Lord of the Rings Online again, way back, it, that was based on the books, not right. the movies. But, um, <laughs> but that's I, I, I want to talk genre with the yeah. two of you because, yeah. what, like, what what would you want to? What do you secretly hope? Not even secretly. What are you just wishing that that Weta is up to here? Because we don't really know how big the team is. Mm -hmm. We don't know really if they're aiming for a an eighty million dollar triple A game or if it's you know, something a little, a little lower investment, like just sort of a lower risk, lower reward type of thing. I doubt it's a mobile game based on, you know, <laughs> oh I don't God. think the bar is yeah. quite there, but um, like, what would you, what would you two want to see out of, out of this uh, partnership between, between Weta and Tolkien? I'm going to go first. Please. Yeah. I want an adventure game. Like I want, Give me puzzles, give me lore secrets, things to dig into, because I think we, we've obviously seen a lot of like action adventure, like full scale um, Shadow of Mordor, all that. That's fantastic. I love them. Um, but for me, when I think of uh, personally, what, what, what serves me? It's like, oh, I would love like just a story adventure with a lot of puzzles. Um, we see that in the movies. We see other things as well. And if you just like have read much of Tolkien, like there's just a lot to explore there. And I think that would lend itself really well and be something that's really approachable too. Ugh, um, adventure games near and dear yeah, to my I, heart. I, say, I think you'll, you'll maybe agree with that. Uh, we'll continue this topic momentarily. We're going to keep the lights on, take a quick break. Be back right after this. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, right? We've all got a lot going on. Cooking can take a while, but you want to get a good quality meal. Factor is awesome. Check them out. They have fresh, never frozen meals that are all chef crafted, dietitian improved. And get this, this is the best part. Ready to go in just two minutes. They send you everything, different stuff every week. You throw it in the microwave, two minutes, boom, you're done. You've got a good meal. I have tried these. They taste good. It is good stuff. Over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus options, and keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons if you need to help stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started right away. They've got everything from pancakes, smoothies, more, you know, breakfast, not just dinner and lunch. It's breakfast as well. No prep, no mess. They are ready to heat and eat, flexible for your schedule. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That is the best part. And I know from having tried this for myself, boy, it just saves a ton of time. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious 
and also tastes real good as well. If you're interested, head on over to factormeals.com slash unlocked50 and use the code unlocked50 to get 50% off. That's code unlocked50 at factormeals.com slash unlocked50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We heard Adventure Game from Miranda, which mm-hmm. I-, I promise I didn't write that for her. I didn't make her say that. She, we, just, we just both like Adventure yeah, Game. She said that of her own free will. Stella? Um, so two different styles come to mind. You mentioned Outer Worlds, and how cool would that be to have a sort of like Outer Worlds adventure style game in um, Lord of the Rings universe? It'd be kind of cool, um, but I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. So, But like for some reason... Um, I, I recently thought about Dragon Age Inquisition, and I was thinking like a Dragon Age style game would be yeah. so cool, and I would actually very much fit this universe. I feel big role playing game. Yeah, yeah. So many choices, so many different things that you can do, and you could explore the vast universe and like the map that you could make. So for me, that's that's something that I would definitely be very engaged with. And like, I miss Dragon Age Inquisition. I miss games like that, and we haven't gotten anything like that in a while. So if that was in the Tolkien verse, I would absolutely be interested. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you because Skyrim's the first obvious thing that <laughs> yeah. comes to mind. I mean, if to to look at it, to put the business hat on, if you're Weta and you're thinking, okay, well, we're going to spend years, a lot of money building something with this license, and you've seen how well Skyrim has sold. I mean, it's one of the best selling games of all time. I mean, granted, that's quite a high bar, but. You ha- if you can make that caliber of game a first-person, open-world role-playing game where you're free to explore and, and just explore Middle-earth, I mean, you, you have to think, all right, well, maybe we're not going to almost, you know, there's the, you can count the number of games on one hand that ever sell as many copies mm-hmm. as Skyrim does, but when you've got, if you can do Middle-earth and Lord of the Rings really well in that same style, 
you could sell tens of millions of copies yeah. of a game like that. And that could be, so that's, that would probably be my biggest wish for what is, what this team might be up to. But I think a Diablo style action RPG could cool be too. a really, you know, just a little, a little more action focused. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to get down in the mines of Moria and do some hacking and slashing? Yeah. Um, there's, there's plenty to, to chew on there. There are, for uh, for fellow olds in the 360 days, uh, there was Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth 2, which was a real-time strategy game for PC, but they brought it to the 360, and somehow it worked. Like I I played all all the way through that game. I remember it didn't run exceptionally well on the 360, but it it controlled better than you would have expected on a gamepad. Mm -hmm. So a real-time strategy game could be another uh, good place to return to that, that the IP has been to before. And then the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, the, the third person narrative action adventure that, that Sony of course has made their name on, but now Microsoft's got Hellblade doing the, doing that, that kind of game as well. Like that, you, you talk about wanting characters and, and wanting to dig in, you find a character, probably not someone who's we've seen a million times in the books yeah. and go on a quest, go on an adventure with them. Like that could be, that could be really interesting too. And one of you has some, has a, a note in here with a Tolkien deep cut. So I'm That's not sure. Me. All right, Miranda, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. I was going to say, what if something to do with the Silmarillion? Because I think the Silmar Silmarillion has not been as explored. And I think those, because it's mostly a collection of stories about Middle Earth, early Middle Earth, like just sort of like the foundations of things um, with that franchise. And I think the Rings of Power leans a little bit more into that. I actually haven't read it. I just know some of the stories from it because I have like some super fan friends who are like, in the Silmarillion. And I'm like, wow, okay. I can't even say it right. I keep saying like, Silmarillion. Silmarillion. I think you got it. Silmarillion. There you go. I keep wanting to call it the... Never mind. Anyway, uh, there's just a lot of stories there to explore. And because it does have sort of like piecemeal bits of investment and different things in that lore, I mm -hmm. think you could like either focus in on one, a few, one or do a few of them. Um, and I think that could be just a cool way if you have like, say, you do want to create your own character, have them go through these adventures and like learning things. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you could frame it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and especially that moves away from, you know, Bilbo and... And Frodo and the whole crew. It's like, yeah. just let them have their story. You have yours way before them. Maybe. But they've done that really well. Like, again, I, I called it all earlier, but like Shadow of Mordor, just the Mordor series and uh, Shadow of War. Yeah, Fantastic. I guess that's, so, <laughs> but that's, that's the most recent. Yeah, but the, and then the, well, there's like been a mobile game, but. Yeah, we don't count you know, those. And, I mean, and mobile not games, on the show. Yeah, mobile games. Hey, mobile games can be great, but that one in they particular, I'm like, be. you know what? That's, <laughs> yeah. You know, not for me. Yes. It's just, it just depends on the game. It depends on the intentions for the game, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but even, of course, uh, Mor the Mordor crew, um, what's their name? Up in Monolith. There mm -hmm. we go. Whew, brain almost let me down on that one, but good job, Brain. Uh, yeah. They have moved on. They're doing yep. the Wonder Woman game now, They're which which will oh God, utilize. <laughs> well, it's, we got, it was basically just a logo is right, all we yeah. got. So it just confirmed <laughs> that the project is, is happening. So. Um, yeah, there is there is room here for a some kind of cool Middle Earth game, Lord of the Rings game, and hopefully Weta is gonna aim high on this. I mean, I wish them nothing but the best. It's gonna be at least 2024. 
I would I would bet the over on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would put, I would put a lot of money on the over that it will not be 2024, but that's okay because whenever whenever it shows up, I just want it to be awesome because like we were just talking about, there really is a lot to tap into in this in this universe that no that games really haven't done. So bring it on. Next up this week, Gamescom, as we talked about at the top, that is coming up next week. I will be hosting our opening night live post show. That'll be live as well. So we'll go from live right into live. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, no, we're fine. We're, we're, our production team is so They're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they make it really easy on me to do the live shows. But Xbox is going to be there as well. So we'll have coverage of that as well. And uh, Microsoft has announced there will be a <clears throat> six-hour live stream. <laughs> yes, not one hour, not three hours. Six-hour live stream taking place. Uh, that is going to be on Thursday, August 25th. And in U.S. time, because, of course, this is all happening over in Europe, but we have... 5 a.m. Pacific to 11 a.m. So, for the West Coast, uh, you got you got to want it if you want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you really got to want it. Uh, East Coast a little easier, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, and for our European friends, UK specifically, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. They'll have developer interviews as well as gameplay. But Xbox is indicating uh, to not expect new announcements as part of this stream but i do have a current albeit incomplete list that xbox has shared so far of the games we can look forward to at this flight simulator gunfire reborn sea of thieves lies of p which if you're not familiar with that one that is uh, based on pinocchio don't <laughs> don't laugh look it up on ign it's actually very interesting it's a it's a pretty dark, Gosh, dark darn take. it, Pinocchio. You're at it again. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's uh, so many lies. Uh, High on Life, Grounded, Pentiment, A Plague Tale, Requiem, Minecraft Legends, Planet of Lana, and an Age of Empires 4. Stella, of those, which are you most eager to tune into and see Ooh. more of? Okay, so immediately Minecraft Legends, because I'm... I, want to see more of it but also like i've been very into grounded um and some of our uh viewers and listeners have actually been um watching me play it and they're just like oh this is i actually want to play it and check it out and it's on game pass i'm like yeah why not um so i'm very curious to see what's next because i've been playing it and i already kind of see the end game because i'm like oh there's some locations that are boxed off and it's going to be opened up soon fully so i'm like what else is coming so i'm very curious as someone who's currently playing grounded Nice. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the full release final comes out of game preview yes. in next month. I was going to say September, but that's oh September's two weeks <laughs> out there. already. Yeah. So, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm looking forward to diving into that for the first time because <gasps> I just I'm generally not interested in preview stuff. I want to wait till the developers okay. ready to fully show me what they have. Yeah, well, you're welcome to my base. Like I have stuff uh, thank set you. up, so you're welcome to my base. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I might t might have to take you up on yeah. it. Uh, Miranda. We've got a pretty healthy list here already. Anything jumping out at you? <laughs> I mean, high, high on life. I mean, I yeah. kind of have a good vibe of what that is just based on the trailer, but I yeah. wouldn't mind getting to know more about the story and more about the weapons and just 
strategy and just general gameplay. Like, I think they've already done a really good overview of it, so I don't feel like I need anything until we get the game. Don't mind seeing more, for sure. Uh, I want to see more of Lives of P. <laughs> I think we, we just had this trailer going on if you're watching the video version. There are uh, videos on IGN. Yeah, yeah, we have some of that. Um, but other than that, I'm just like, hey, you guys want to sneak in some Redfall? Because that'd be cool. I hope so. I, I would like that. I would like to see more Redfall. Um, other than that, it's actually not a video game that I want to see. I just want to hear more about the Game Pass family plan. We talked a little bit about this last week. Um, just getting some more details on how that's going to run or any plans for rollout just because like financially it's it's nice to know that so I can start planning with my siblings because <laughs> I want to I want to force them to play games with me so nice yeah, yeah. that's uh we know it's out there we're just yeah <laughs> we're waiting to hear more I will give you my pick right after this all right uh thanks for entertaining that little break let's get back to it so we're talking gamescom and Xbox's six-hour live stream that they've got going on. Uh, Lies of P has come up. Grounded has come up. Minecraft Legends has been mentioned as well by Stella. I am going to circle back to one game and then give you one more. Uh, Miranda, with all due respect, high on life, I don't think we've seen nearly enough of that <laughs> game. We, you know, That was yeah. one of the standouts for all of us at the Xbox Showcase. Mm -hmm. It was one of the uh, things that was, it was on a a bit of a short list of things that were completely new mm -hmm. at the showcase that also really shot to the to the yeah. top of our our wish list. This game, uh, it looks like it was t completely designed for me. I mean, a, a comedy first person shooter from Justin Roiland, the <laughs> the creator of Rick and Morty. I actually just I just put my Hulu subscription back on to watch the last, oh, nice. I've missed now two seasons of Solar Opposites, oh, which yeah. is also really good that he, he that's he co-created that one. So um, big Royland fan and I think High on Life, yeah, which we're seeing here on the video version. I, yeah, I would love to see some continuous gameplay of this. Yeah. Like what does it actually look like to play? Uh, this is not too far away. This game is, is like two months out now, so. Uh, it's unless it gets pushed like everything else Please, has. No, don't say it. Don't say it. I know. I'm <laughs> don't sorry. Don't say it. It's you can put late. it in the universe. It might actually happen. <laughs> might but, happen anyway, but you know. <laughs> but look at these guns. Look at these goofy guns that'll crack and jokes. And it's just, yeah, the, I love this art style. I love everything that's going on with this trailer. So <laughs> I am looking very much forward to High on Life. But then the other one that no one has mentioned, but the two of you aren't alone. I feel like this is a game that has not gotten any love whatsoever. Uh, and, and I hold Microsoft partially responsible because I don't think they've really talked about it either for whatever reason. Mm. And that's Pentiment. Mm. This is Obsidian. One yeah. of, one of, I think if you were to, uh, if, if you were definitely going to ask our friend Paris Lilly from Gamertag Radio, what is the biggest acquisition that Microsoft has made in these recent years? He would say Obsidian and it's, we were having a little little Twitter thing with this yesterday, so that's that's what I'm calling back to. He'll know what I'm talking about. But um, Pentiment, I mean, this is this is Josh Sawyer. Mm -hmm. Is uh, it's a small team, just as Grounded is a small team within Obsidian. We're looking at Pentiment now on video, and this is a narrative role playing adventure. Uh, and Josh Sawyer has Fallout New Vegas on his resume. Uh, this is an, one of the most accomplished developers, not just within Obsidian, but in the industry. There he is there. I mean, he, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, I did an awesome unfiltered interview with him 
three or four years ago now, he talked about uh, the canceled aliens RPG that they were doing a while back. That sounded like it would have been would have been very, very unique to see. But in any case, I don't know why this this game is kind of just sliding under the radar for everybody right now, but I'd like to I've, see Microsoft do a better job of getting the word out on it. Yeah, I've seen some people on like my personal Twitter timeline chatting about it and like very excited, but I also follow a lot of folks who are like really into like game writing and like just big story games. So yeah. like even small story games, the whole the whole gamut of that. And so I it's on my radar, but I agree that it's been a little bit quiet. But I think this seems like it's a harder sell for Microsoft, just with some of these more unique kind of style of it, games. It's definitely not as mainstream as yeah, Avowed or, or you know, yeah. Outer Worlds, yeah. for sure. I, I recognize that. I'm glad that it's going to be at Gamescom, though, and they're going to reshow yeah. it again. And also, since you know, it's very European, so you know, it's a good fit, probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Pentiment looks uh, looks particularly interesting to me. But what do we still need to see more of? That, that maybe would turn up or maybe we're going to have to wait until early 2023 to see. I mean, it's a quiet fall, uh, so we have nothing but time to just wonder about these other 2023 games yeah. that Microsoft's talked about. I think you put it best when you you wrote in here too that Gamescom is sort of like the leftovers from E3 historically. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just always been true. It's like, oh, do you want to look at this thing again? But maybe in a different way. Maybe just a little bit more. Right. Maybe it's the same thing with like two shots that are different, uh, which can be a little disappointing. And I think um, typically most of the end of the year conferences are a lot of that. Like even with Tokyo Game Show, it's a lot of the same things. It's like, oh, we showed this at PAX, we showed this at Gamescom, and we showed this at E3. Now it's here, but makes sense, right? They're trying to offer the media tour around the world. And it's hell on developers yes. to to cut a unique slice for show after show after show right. that just takes time away from finishing the, the video game <laughs> absolutely um i don't i don't know i think a lot of the things that i'm looking forward to are just like random indies on pc which is hard like one of the ones that i'm really excited for is called interference um oh, Dead that's, Static. that's no one's new to me yeah so it is i think you'll like it because it's you're set in this security booth and there is this facility on the hill behind you there's something going on there they're researching something and you just got pulled in by your friend you're like ah oh, i think i'm gonna leave this job and then something goes down and you can ignore it entirely and go make cup ramen and watch a tv if you want <laughs> so it, the game is in this security booth is yeah that i i think it might get out but the music is incredible um just like the interactivity of things you can do and the ways you can just like mess something up for the, their escape plan essentially yeah. is just so much fun and it's just really interactive and like the like i just had so much fun just running that demo and it's supposed to come out this year and i'm like man this would be such a fun game on xbox like i want to play this on my xbox but it's just oh here it is our Yay! super producer red, red coming through as always yeah you're right this does sound like a ryan kind of game yeah it is <laughs> so cool and it's very much that mysterious of like okay what are they doing at this facility and Ooh. why is it so hard so there's like yeah like these really intricate puzzles where you have to like look at the map and tell them where to go and then you have to set up this pc and then people are going to call you but you can also just ignore the call and <laughs> look you can yeah do cross <laughs> That's amazing. and so it's just like this awesome playground that you can have and and it bums me out that this is something that's kind of quiet because it's just yeah. such a unique game and I think it's just very much something that could appeal to a lot of people. Is it coming to Xbox or is it just PC? I think it's just PC. Okay. Which, um, this is by a studio called Fear of Corn. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but the, I don't know. I'm I'm just smitten with this game, and I really wish that we had a little bit more space for it. But I, I know that's the thing, right? With like all these indie devs that we have out there, and there's so much cool things on PC. It sounds I, like we need to call Chris Charla, the head of the ID at Xbox program, <laughs> yeah. and say, "Hey, I mean." He, he has his finger on the pulse much more than we do, but I, hopefully he's uh, he's had a conversation with the interference devs. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never met a dialogue tree that I didn't want to click through. So, right. yeah, yeah, so right. this is, uh, this this is definitely is speaking my language. Very cool. Um, but there, I don't know, like there's some really cool indie games coming out, like Tinykin and some other things as well that are getting some good spotlights on the Xbox stage. And I hope, you know, they just keep doing that more, especially in seasons like this where it's a little bit slower, a little bit quieter, and be like, hey, okay, well, like, let's, Let's get really invested in these like indie yeah. games, and I think that's one of the reasons I was so bummed with like their their summer spotlight program, which some people are like, yeah, maybe you guys are like buffing this up a little bit too much. <laughs> so two episodes ago, I think uh, we talked about <laughs> the summer spotlight program they have going on, where they're like, you can save money, seventy games. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a very big thing. Like kind of trying to make it a thing, but it's not a thing. And I was like, I don't think this is a thing. But it bums me out because I think there are ways they could, as you mm -hmm. said, like like Pentiment and other things really. Um, make them a little bit more noticeable and they yeah. I mean sorry I've been talking for a, quite a bit here but um, I know Xbox does have like a this week in Xbox and they have some small highlights on the Xbox dashboard but I think events like Gamescom is really their opportunity to like bring forth some of these really cool you games. know what else they have that's yeah. got about 17 layers of dust on it at this yeah, point yeah I do you do everybody else does I'm gonna say it anyway <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade and live arcade Wednesdays, curate this stuff so that <laughs> games like well, you know, like Interference, which hopefully will come to Xbox, so that cool. those things can get more awareness yeah. and people find out about them because we live in this blessed and cursed age of video games where I feel like music is like this too, mm -hmm. where there's just so much content out there, great content, but no one can ever find it because there's only so much promotional space on a Steam or on an Xbox front end you know, dashboard or what have you. It, and so much good stuff just never gets seen. I continue to not understand why Microsoft does not bring back Live Arcade and Live Arcade Wednesdays and curate this stuff. And like it, it worked. Everyone loved. I've never That's met a true. person who was like, yeah, live arcade, whatever. I didn't care. Like, no, there was so much, there was so much good stuff, and it's just I think it's needed more than ever. There's my like I think what I reset. It has now been zero days since Ryan ranted about Xbox Live Arcade. Anyway, Stella, what do you want to see? That's uh, what are you maybe hoping for during the six-hour Gamescom live stream block that um, that's not on this list, but may, you know maybe we might get a little something on. So yeah, I mean. I don't know about this live stream particularly because they said not to expect anything new. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, I, I see Miranda, you wrote Redfall, which like you were both very interested in. It'd be great to see something on that, but I don't think we will because I feel like they've shown everything that they want to you at the moment. Um, but like kind of going off the rails, I mean, like 2K Games, they did announce that they were going to be working on a new... Um, uh, Borderlands Tales Tales game from oh. the Borderlands, and it's like, it is, I think it was supposed to be released or like talked about later this year, because that was discussed earlier this year and around like April. So um, something on that would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, you're again speaking my language. That is <laughs> that is my 
probably my favorite Telltale game. It's so game. fun. Even though I'm not even a Borderlands that's kind of fair. Why don't we talk yeah. about this before? Yeah, it's we're... exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was so well written. The yeah. characters were so great. Uh, it was so funny. It was just so well done. And now, you know, Gearbox is doing it internally. Yeah. There, whereas, mm -hmm. since of course Telltale is dead, but there's another zombie Telltale yeah. with different people, so it's not really the same thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is. It does seem like it's time. It's been a minute. To uh, to hear something. <laughs> Isn't that the one you're in? Becky. Yeah, it is. It's there. There you are. Yeah. You're in the trailer. Uh, oh, oh, now you're gonna wind me up again. <laughs> Vaughn, who? Oh my God. Yeah, voiced by Chris Hardwick, but should have been voiced by me because it's clearly me in the <laughs> it's game. It's Ryan McCaffrey, guys. It's not like you're laughing. Wait, just wait. If I don't know if Vaughn's gonna pop up in here, but it's it's uncanny. I think we talked about like, this once before. And I'm not I like realize. I know I'm just like kind of. There, a, there he is. Uh, not that I'm like the most distinct looking nerd, but like this is like, the facial hair is the same. The yeah. hair, the hair, hair is the same. Eyebrows are the same. All the facial hair and hair yep. colors are the same. Uh, the six pack underneath is the same. <laughs> no, I wish. I'm working on it. I have a oh rowing machine. I'm, I'm, but, uh, no, it's like, it is just, it, it's really bizarre how like, He's just, he's exactly me. It's very strange. Maybe you should enter in the cosplay competition and yeah. just like, it's you know, easy cosplay. That's, yeah, we'll just have to draw on the abs, I guess, for at this point while I continue abs. to chip away, go, yeah, yeah. chip away at home. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah, I'm with you. Tales from the Borderlands. Um, maybe, no, maybe it wouldn't be necessarily be on, an, on Microsoft's yeah, Xbox live just, stream. Know. But, you know, for me, I, I agree. You know, you, you, you both mentioned Redfall and the, the probably low low level of confidence you have in seeing it at this thing i yeah. agree with you it's probably just they're trying to get to the finish line i feel the same way about starfield like yeah. do i want to see more starfield of course, of course i do <laughs> do i think we're going to see any starfield again anytime soon uh, -uh. no they're uh they're, they're going to want to not have to delay the game again so yeah. they're it's going to be they're going to be neck deep in this mm -hmm. uh in development but but in any case um this whole six-hour thing, you know, it, it seems like it might be kind of a Nintendo Treehouse-style mm. thing, which is which is a perfectly good format. Yeah, you of, bring on folks to chat about the game, you show yeah. gameplay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, again, we'll have it for you. We'll have everything. Just keep it locked to IGN all week next week, uh, including, you know, you'll see us, you'll see... All facets of, of IGN working. Uh, it's when we like to, we, we Voltron up for these big events. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we form Voltron, bust out the sword, <laughs> carve through that coverage for you. That's, uh, that's what we do. One more quick break here. Be right back to talk Disney and Marvel game showcase right after this. All right. Uh, we are back. Disney and Marvel have announced their first ever games showcase. It'll be after Gamescom, coming up September 9th, 1 p.m. Pacific. The digital showcase will debut during the D23 Expo and has already promised further updates on the just-delayed Marvel's Midnight Suns. You know, you guys talked about that last week. Amy Henning's Marvel game from Skydance, because she also has a Star Wars game. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga and Disney Dreamlight Valley, the Animal Crossing game uh, style game from Disney. Uh, Marvel, Lucasfilm, games, and 20th Century games will all be present to some degree during the showcase, bringing, quote, reveals, announcements, and trailers 
for new and upcoming games, so saith Disney. What do we want to see at this so that uh, we leave satisfied at the end of their showcase? Stella, I'll start with you. I mean, hey, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was amazing. I want to see anything regarding the next one, which is uh, Jedi Survivor. Still not like super on board with the name, but it's fine. I'll get used to it. Minor thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to see anything on that. Because we got a little trailer, and I'm like, I'm ready for more meat. <laughs> and, I mean, is it coming up soon? Maybe? Like, there, it's pretty vague, but it's been... The timeline-wise, uh, we're now... This holiday will be three years... Oh, wow. ...since Fallen Order came yeah. out, Jedi Fallen Order. That was... Yeah, the, uh, 2019. The end of 2019. Yeah, right. it was... It was my personal runner-up for Game of the Year. I voted for Control, which won oh, at IGN. Okay. And I that was... Jedi f almost got my vote. I voted for that, yeah. I yeah. voted for... Uh, great Order. game. Yes. And I'm with you. I, I think that, that seems like the most... If we're trying to calibrate our expectations so as not too crazy so that we don't end up disappointed... Yeah. Like, that seems like the safest bet for a high-profile game mm -hmm. that might reasonably be at this thing. Mm -hmm. EA did not do an EA Play e E3 press conference. Right. EA's been quiet all year. Uh, D23 is as big as it gets for all things Disney, so... It's true. Yeah, yeah. Jedi uh, Survivor seems like a solid pick, yeah. and I'm 100% with you on that one. I want to see how it's looking now that we've moved forward one console generation. Ooh. It's going to look better. There's no question Ray about tracing. that. Ah, it's going to yeah. be so pretty. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, Miranda, what do you yes. what do you want to see? Before we get to the, the more practical, what we think we'll see, Let's we can keep our heads maybe a little bit in the clouds here for a minute. Yeah, mine's actually really boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I what we know we're going to see is also what I want to see. Um, so Disney Dreamlight Valley is, like Ryan said, the Animal Crossing version of Disney things kind of conjoined in a nice mess of farming and adventure and i like that um and so disney dreaming valley actually comes out on september 6th so it'll early be early access, access. Yeah. yeah so it'll already be out um but them showing it here means we'll probably get a roadmap and that's good for me because i want to know which characters i can visit who i can recruit like what should i be using my resources mm -hmm. for um so this is going to be like a, just a fun background game for me to just play um, um, Mark Medina previewed this. We've had, I think, two previews at this point. I was gonna say we've. I've had two IGN staffers play this, look at this game, play yeah. this game, and both of them have come back raving. Oh. Mark, Mark Medina, you mentioned, and Jeffrey Vega from our social team, also fell head over heels for this right too. yeah like you can customize your clothes of course you get to meet a bunch of disney characters i i'm like a quiet disney fan i like disney stuff like i think the i grew up with disney movies yeah. i love hercules i think it's really interesting how they're trying to incorporate villains and their stories into this world that you're trying to save so i'm curious to see what the growth plan looks like for this just because i felt like with animal crossing in particular nintendo really messed up on not like letting this game live beyond all right we got a few planned updates and that's it Goodbye. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> I'll play, I guess. And so um, just seeing a little bit more of this, of course, we're watching gameplay right now. If you're watching, uh, there's just a lot there that I like to see in games. And right now, I think the farming sim, town sim is really popular 
just all across like the indie space and of course like this space as well and i think this could be something that i just dig into simply because i do like the ips that they're playing yeah. with well so. and and it's it's really an all ages appeal because yeah. you know, we talked about i mean jeffrey mark yourself all professionals adults yeah but there's a lot of young players that love animal crossing as well my 11 year old daughter is one of them and being offered a effectively a Disney version yeah. of Animal Crossing is going to uh, steal a lot of children's hearts and <laughs> and uh, attention spans, I suspect. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen about this, too, that I, see, that I really like is that it does seem a little bit more simple from other games that are in the town sim space. Um, so there's a lot to do and a lot to make, but it's not going to be so intensive that it like ruins your day and like it <laughs> occupies all your yeah. time. So that's kind of what I like about it too. It's like not too much of a time sink so I can still play a bunch of Genshin Impact. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as far as other things we want to yeah. see, um, I, there are a few things on my list that I have really no confidence we're going to see because I think they're all just pretty far away. Uh, an update on the Knights of the Old Republic remake mm -hmm. i know it's a playstation timed exclusive or actually i guess we don't do we even know if it's timed or it's i'm sure it's timed i'm sure it's going to come to xbox eventually but that um there were some rough reports coming out of that one uh, about the about the development situation there um yeah that's i guess watch podcast beyond and they'll talk about that <laughs> um all but also Quantic Dream, uh, maker, a former PlayStation exclusive developer whose games I've always really liked. We talked about narrative adventure games. Mm -hmm. They make AAA narrative adventures. They're one of the few developers that can, that really marry the real high production value values and high tech with quality adventure gaming with Heavy Rain and uh, Jason? Beyond Two Souls. And uh, <laughs> although that one wasn't super great and Detroit yeah. Become Human, which I did like mm -hmm. a lot. Yes. They're making Star Wars Eclipse. But that seems like it's pretty far away still. Another also, very abstract. Oh, we're actually watching right now. I was gonna say it's very abstract announcement. Yeah. So. Yeah, not a lot uh, necessarily to to glean from this, but uh, and then the other one is Amy Henning's Star Wars game. She, of course, famously not her fault, <laughs> had her, her previous Star Wars game was canceled, mm. Project Ragtag at EA. And so uh, this is the Amy Hennig Redemption Tour with Star Wars, and I can't wait to see what she does because I have every, and I do mean every, confidence that it's going to be awesome. She's yeah. one of the most talented video game creators we have in the industry today, and she has not uh, really done anything in the AAA space for quite some time now mm. between I mean she kind of she, she kind of I think stepped away a little bit after the the EA experience and so it's we have like we as gamers have not played anything from her in in quite a while so uh yeah really stoked to see what she does but I think we should expect a lot of the smaller there's a what Star Wars I think it's is it Hunters there's a mobile Star Wars game I I just think Manage the expectations for this, <laughs> yeah. and anything we get above and beyond that, like Star Wars Jedi Survivor, mm. will just be a nice, happy moment in this thing. But um, hopefully they come out swinging and surprise us. Yeah, I honestly feel like because we got this cinematic experience from Quantic Dream, I feel like we might get some gameplay or something else from them, because they've been really quiet. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like 
uh, Jedi Survivor doesn't really need to be super loud because Fallen Order did so well. Um, so I feel like we might see Star Wars Eclipse something about it there. I hope which, so. Yeah, I mean, like, because they showed us this expansive cinematic, and I'm like, hmm. It's very involved, and, like, that's not what I think Quantic Dream does for the most part. It's like, we're not, probably not doing space combat. It's Quantic Dream, <laughs> yeah. but not, not to disparage that, I just... Yeah, trying to set those expectations, like, oh, you're exploring all these, like, things, you're showing yeah. a bunch, but what, is, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, the good news is there are a lot of Star Wars games coming yeah. our yeah. way over the course of this console generation that we are now still in the early part of. All right, uh, real quick, just yet another game delay to talk about. It seems like we can't even go a week. And again, I, we harbor no ill will towards game developers, we want these games done in a in a healthy uh, way that is supportive of the teams that are making them. Yes, next year is going to be just <laughs> an avalanche, which it'll be. That'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> means we have to you know suffer in large air quotes for the rest of this year with not not too many big games. Uh, one more big one that's moved out: Hogwarts Legacy. Miranda with a, a big frown on her face from this one uh there's a lot of promise this game has a lot of we don't know no one's played it no one's even really seen a ton of gameplay but there is a lot of promise with this game yes um i keep talking with john ryan on my team about this and we're like it's the perfect december game like everything <laughs> with harry potter it just i mean there's a lot with harry potter but in just like the movies and like my fond memories of it it just reminds you of winter it's like i want to be cozy we're gonna get some hot cocoa we're gonna bundle up maybe get some sweet treats and then and then like no no december and i'm like no <laughs> you never promised it but i was hoping for it um just because like you were saying ryan a lot has moved out of this fall and having something in december that was big that's not close to protocol because that is terrifying and you know some of us can't handle that it's me i can't handle it but i could handle harry potter and that would be like a nice ju juxtaposition of games to play um and it moving out of course makes sense that we've only seen a little bit of it and they haven't really updated much but it's probably better that they have more time to develop it because it does seem like they're playing with a lot of systems and of course they want to get it right and of course make sure their teams have time to do the work um so i'm definitely bummed about it just because i think early next year is going to be stacked yeah and well, that means <laughs> you said winter it's currently slated for winter yeah so we'll give you that february 10th is the date that is uh now on the calendar for hogwarts legacy and uh q1 by the way <clears throat> Q1 currently looking like this. Dead Space Remake. Forspoken. Okay, not on Xbox. Still a big game. Hogwarts Legacy. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Marvel's Midnight Suns. But remember that we just got a whole Xbox showcase filled with games that were supposed to be coming out in the next 12 months. <laughs> Definitely a chunk of those are going to come out in Q1. Because yeah. not a lot of them have come out in Q3 or Q4. <laughs> So, uh, of, you know, the Redfalls, the Starfields, the Diablo 4s, and many others, some of those could land in Q. So, yeah. it, it might, we might get off to a flying start in oh, 2023 yeah. for as quiet as 2022 has been. Yeah, so a February release, although I still will have my hot chocolate... Uh, it's still <laughs> worrying because we don't have dates for so many things. So I'm like, yeah. everything is just 
just I'm not gonna make no plans. Nobody talk to me. Q1, just don't don't even look at me. I'm probably gonna be busy. <laughs> That's basically how I feel. Yeah, either busy or stressed out just because you're anticipating being busy. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll start getting or we'll maybe Better. start getting dates soon. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, also there's like the fabled uh, Breath of the Wild 2, whatever that game's called. That's where, oh Spring God, that's right. 2023, yeah. right? Yeah. That's technically March, April, May, and you <laughs> yeah. know Mar- March to mid March to mid June. Like even officially. if we get Hogwarts Legacy like mid February, that's a big RPG. It's gonna yeah, that's that's gonna be like the whole <laughs> month, and then it's gonna go into something else. You know, I'm just you know trying to book my time out here, right? Uh, so that is such a bummer to see it get delayed, though. That brings us to the end of Unlocked Five Fifty Seven. Uh, our Twitters are probably below on video or have been at some point. But for those of you listening on audio, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Stella, what are you up to? You're heading eastward across the Atlantic. Yes. Um, so currently just working on cosplay stuff for Gamescom. Um, I will be packing and probably documenting my journey on Twitter and Instagram. So it is at Parallax Stella everywhere. So that is where you can find me. Um, yeah, very excited to bring you coverage on everything at Gamescom. <laughs> Your first time to Gamescom? It is, yeah. Your first time Ooh. to Germany? Or... Yes. Cologne is an amazing city. I'm so excited. I hope you have some time. Take the time to explore. Yes. Go up the cathedral, the Cologne Cathedral. We're actually really close to that. So yeah, really it's right. In, it's it's the center of. It's like you can't miss it. Okay. It's and it's. Uh, yeah, we'll talk Cologne tips later. Yes. I'm. I okay. love that city so much. I'm very uh, happy for you that you're getting to go. Yeah. It's just uh, the Rhine Rivers right there. It's just a beautiful, <laughs> wonderful place. Miranda, take us home. Yeah, you can follow me at Havoc Rose, and it's Havoc with a K on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. And I just want to do a quick shout out. Somebody messaged me or added me on Twitter about my runner-up award for Unlock Trivia. And I did not get back to you, and I thought I did, but I didn't, <laughs> and I don't know where that tweet is. So please just message me again, and then I'll message you. Thank you. Excellent. That's all. <laughs> for Super Producer Red, along with Stella and Miranda, I'm Ryan. This was, again, episode 557 of Podcast Unlocked. We'll see you back at some point next week with some serious Gamescom coverage. We'll see you then. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy, but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part mini-series about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.